All right, so about 20 minutes into this one, Mark's side of the audio and video ends up cutting out, so only my side is left, and uh, we just decided to go ahead and publish it as is, because it's just kind of hilarious, and we don't really have a, another option, but just in case you wonder why that happens, I wanted to explain it up front. Have you ever heard the phrase, Chil fuck, what is it? Chil children of the planet Earth? Children of, I've heard a phrase of children of something. Um, hello of from the children of planet Earth. Have you heard that? Oh no, I have no idea about that. Dude, that's wild. Cause it's, uh, my buddy was telling me about that yesterday and it's, it's a phrase that, I gotta Google this shit. It's a phrase, okay. Where is this thing? He was telling me that it's a phrase, fuck. It's a phrase um, that- From um, recording. Where oh, is this one? Oh, that's the thing that they sent into space. It's like a that's vinyl it. or something that's that it. they launch into that's space. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Dude. So I'm gonna give a quick, sh dude. I have that's this is so bizarre, dude. But my friend, my friend Ahmad told me that. So I'm gonna fucking clip this and post it, dude. Cause he was like, <laughs> he wants me to. He's so weird. He's fucking cool, but he's he's. Like, hey man, I want you to make me go viral. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? If I'm anyone like, can do you? it, you can do it. I'm like, dude, like Toby. Bro, dude, I'm like, dude, I got lucky, man. I screenshotted a video. It wasn't even my site. Some other dude. Did you read the deep dive of that? The thread? From you or someone? Oh, no, Commerce UI. It. The company's called I Commerce did see UI. That, that video that they had all the models, like videos and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then did you cool. see the thread? I get. I don't think I did. Dude. No, I, so that, no. so that, shoot, where is it? That thread, because at first when I saw it, I thought mm -hmm. it was just, should I do a, should I record my screen for the thing too, or? It's up to you. Why not, dude? Let's friggin' do it, man. Just go nuts. How's your day going, dude? It's good. It's good. Chill. Yeah. Yeah, Live pretty chill. Yeah, this has Dumb, been like, the, this is the highlight of my day. I'm just like, Hell looking yeah. forward to this. Hell yeah, Preparing dude, for I'm this. looking forward too. <laughs> but he, let me just oh, find yeah. this thread, dude, because he I did, or, yeah, the team did a really, really, okay, here it is. Bro, they did, check this out, dude. They did a whole deep dive on the studio, on, check this out. Do you see this? Do you see this, dude? Isn't yeah. that beautiful? It's crazy. It's so nice, dude. And anyways, I scanned it. I didn't like fully read the entire thing, but they did a pretty deep dive. And then they did another deep dive on Headless, on mm. specifically, Okay, so why? this is like why, this is like how we did it. And mm -hmm. then, okay, boom, here's the other thread. They did a deep dive. Again, I didn't really read it, but why is the site headless, right? So Blank Lob. I thought his name was Blank Bob for. <laughs> for I, so. I thought it too, yeah. You did? I pronounce it in my head like that. <laughs> Same here. That's a, <laughs> such a perfect name. But, anyways, Eunice, who's cool as fuck. <laughs> It's funny, we had a beef and then we fucking cleared it out and now we're fucking bros. But um, he was saying his whole thing, and this is, and your whole thing too, is that Headless is overblown a lot of the time. And anyways, I didn't fully read this, but it talks about why they went Headless and stuff like that. So people, hopefully yeah. people smarter than me are gonna look at that. It's Should we look at this beef? Should we look at this beef I'm getting into with the, with the guy here? This dude, Panicky, you see this? Oh no, I didn't know that was the beef that you had. I thought it was 
Yeah. Understandably. The headless thing is interesting from the commerce UI perspective because they have a good point where they were saying like, we built this in 2019 and we couldn't do a lot of the things that we could now with online store 2.0. And I think right. that's like actually what Shopify's goal has been to make online store 2.0 so good that headless is less necessary, even though Got at it. the same time they're making headless better. I think they still like prefer brands not to do headless. Mm. So it, it should be okay. If I can't do what I need to do, headless is the option, but right. more and more I can do what I need to do just using online store 2.0. Yeah. I, yeah, I wish I knew the details of that stuff better, man. <laughs> I feel uh, like if that could dominate like so many podcasts, it shouldn't dominate this one. There's too yeah, much exactly, to talk about exactly, exactly. otherwise. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I'll just keep sharing the screen, dude, and we can just look at additions, man. Yeah. Go nuts, dude. The presentation dude, where, gets where, like cooler oh, and cooler. I know. Go dude, ahead. It's so nuts, dude. It's so crazy. Like, the, literally, like when I saw the first editions, that was, I was like a week and a half in, or I was like three weeks into drinking the Shopify Kool-Aid. And I was like, this is the best landing page I've ever seen in my entire life. Because not only is it like a beautiful landing page, the amount of content and the way, yeah. and then even the performance of it, how does it load so fast with all this stuff? I think it per, must progressively load or something. Must but, be headless. Uh, must be, yeah, yeah. And so then that was the funny thing is that I was busting, I was busting, I can't find the tweet, but I was, but oh, that's funny. Shout out to Philip. I was busting, I was busting Eunice's chops because he was complimenting the, oh, I think he mentioned, or somebody mentioned that this is Shopify under the hood. In a, it's using like, like objects from Shopify or something. And then, so I was like, oh, now you like headless <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. But, yeah. but, but anyway, I can tell like, it's like not normal Shopify because it doesn't have flash pages slash collections. Oh, like, gotcha, that's like the gotcha, dead gotcha. giveaway. That gotcha, 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 gotcha. I'm going to eventually understand Shopify's <laughs> better. It's so weird, dude, because I'm so new to it, but also what like, we're here for. That's what we're here for, man. You're my mentor. You're my spirit guide into the realm of Shopify. Oh boy. Um, up. Yeah, dude. Nah, dude, I, honestly, I want to say I appreciate you because I tweeted about this, but there was a way in which I, over the past several years, I feel like I, I fell down a peg in, let's say, my career slash the ecosystem slash whatever. And I yeah. really did notice certain people treat me different because I didn't have whatever clout, I guess is the way to say it. And because I guess to a certain extent, as cheesy as it sounds, I had some of that to an extent in Magento totally. for a time. Yeah. And I remember at that time I'd go to conferences and everybody was like, oh, what's up, man? They, everybody wanted to talk to me and stuff. And I was like, what the heck? And then, and then I basically lost that. The last couple of conferences I went to, fucking nobody had any clue who I was. And I was like, just some fucking newbie. And I really saw which of my friends who I thought were my friends treated me different. And then in right. the end, I realized they just wanted something yeah. from me or whatever. But then like you and like uh, several other people, I'm like, those are my fucking ride or dies. You know what I mean? I'm just when, grateful like, business, for that. Business and personal gets mixed. It's like a blurred line. 
And, yes. and then when the business is taken out of it, who's left? And it's, okay, yes. like, we were actually friends. It, it yeah. wasn't yes. just business. Exactly. And yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm grateful for you. And I feel like I'm gonna hopefully get back to fucking getting that clout, but it sounds so dumb. My friend, my, <laughs> it's such a dumb, sometimes there's words that are basically Gen Z words that <laughs> you go, that's such a dumb word, but then you realize eventually it's just the right word. You know what I mean? It's just, there was another word like that occurred to me that I can't forget. Oh, main character energy. Uh -huh. Have you seen that phrase before? Yes, I've definitely it's, heard that. It can be super cheesy, but I realized, I realized it's totally the right word for a certain <laughs> thing. But yeah, dude, I'm bullish as fuck on Gen Z because I think that people our age, like how old are you? You're, you're 35. 30, 35. This is so weird, dude, because the guy I played pickleball today was 35. My basically <laughs> new best friend in Texas, Ryan, is 35. You're 35. <laughs> so it's anyways, but Wait, how old are that's you? the I'm 42. Really? Oh. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. still in your 30s. Hell yeah. That's what I'm I not, like to hear. I'm not man. calling you old. Like yeah, no, you no, that, that's the yeah. precise. You have 35 that's, character energy. <laughs> that's it. That's precisely what I'm shooting for. Because there was a time when, honestly, I because I, I, I lost some weight. There was a time when I was probably 39 and I was much more overweight. And I kid you not, I, there was a time or two where somebody thought I was in my 50s. Wow. And I remember feeling like, where's, I'm looking forward to being in my 50s in the sense that you could be super healthy in your 50s, but if you're 39 and you look like you're 50, like something's like a little tweaked, yeah. a little, something needs a tweak. But so yeah, like now, then I started to get to the point where people sometimes told me I looked or seemed or looked younger than my age. And basically that's what you want. You want to, like there's a guy I play pickleball with who's 68 and he could pass for 50 and he's in super good shape. He runs fast. Yeah. He plays pickleball good. You know what I mean? So that's the goal is for all of us to feel and look young, younger than we actually are pretty much. Yeah. I think everyone wants to, once they hit 40, wants to stay like between four, 35 and 40 in appearance forever. Yes. But like yes, until yes, then, yes, yes. you don't want to be look too young because then like, yes. people don't take you seriously. So there's like totally. a curve. The crazy thing is my friend Ryan, he'll sometimes get carded and shit like that at a bar. And whereas I haven't been carded, like they'll do it as a formality, but they, like, they know that I'm fucking, especially if I have a little white in my beard, but <laughs> he was mad that he got carded. I'm like, what the fuck are you mad about, dude? Yeah. That's a, a good lot of people... problem to have, dude. Yeah. What are you talking about? But, but yeah, dude, additions, man. I know you have, I know we're doc, so yeah. Did, so <sighs> you had you guys had a watch party yesterday. How did that go? Was that cool? It was okay. It was literally it was okay. three of us total sitting around <laughs> on the couch, and they, the dude had a TV. My buddy Alex there, uh, shout out to Alex with Skew Savvy. I met him at the Shopify Mart Creator Mart. Mm -hmm. Normally in the line, he's super cool, and he came out and we hung out. And then this other dude was there. But there was a TV, but he didn't know how to plug the laptop into the TV because he had just moved there two months ago and his roommate, he didn't know how to set it up. Anyways, yeah. so we're sitting on the couch, three of us watching a laptop on a coffee table. So it was the, probably the worst watch party of all time in that sense. But oh. we had a, we, we, yeah, so we had a fun conversation, but I'm yeah. imagining it'd be cool like to get more like events going in Austin type of thing with more people but yeah. i don't know man you know how it is with 
people. It's sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's, I just don't like people, dude. I just don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to be around people. I like the idea of having some in-person event for the announcements, but maybe like in the evening at a bar and it's not so much like you watch them together. Cause like, I think you should do that kind of on your own time, but it's more mm -hmm. like, Hey, let's hang out and what we're, you and I are doing now. Let's talk shop about what this means. What's surprising or what's like, why are they featuring this kind of stuff? Yeah. So, totally. Some of it, sometimes I'm like, why are they pushing this? Is this like a pet project of like Harley or, or Toby? And sometimes I'm like, okay, this is actually cool. You love Harley and Toby like, genuinely? No, no. <laughs> okay. I, is that a fair question? I, no, 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 no. We are recording. I, don't, yeah. I can take it out if you want, but I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just genuinely uh, curious because I like, you know how I am, dude. When I get into stuff, I get yeah. all the way in. And then when I went, and then if my heart is out of it, my heart is all the way out. So I saw the clip of Toby watching the, the recent pro promo they released. I saw the clip of him looking at the couple that just made their first sale. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. And he started cool. to like, he smiled and he started to tear up. And I was like, dude, this guy like, genuinely like I know everybody's oh they don't care about the rebels the arm the rebels they don't care about the small guy they only care about plus I get yeah. it and I think that as an org they probably are prioritizing mid-market enterprise heavily they definitely are but I really don't I really think those guys believe in the mission I really do I really do I no, I, and it's I, cool I, to me. It's meaningful. It's meaningful to me because yeah. Magento lost that. Like I believe R Roy and Yoav did as well. He did it, but then they obviously sold. Roy sold for I th believe I forget the details. Anyways, it's cool to see Roy on Twitter again, dude. I've seen him on some tweets, and I think he dropped off yeah. of Twitter for a while. Roy Rubin, and I've seen him recently, so I'm guessing he's working on something. But mm -hmm. anyways. Then they sold I, and eBay and PayPal. And I think for the last long as I can remember, it was like people were good people, nice people. Vel is a go, is great. Like what a super, not super cool guy, super great leader. But I think it was more about, Hey, let's, let's tune this up in three years and let's get a return on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas right. I genuinely believe, I think Harley said Shopify is a hundred year company. Do you remember him saying that? I think I saw him. That, tweet that, that sounds familiar. I I'd just feel like if he said it. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like he, they genuinely, I'm a big believer in founder led companies as just in general, but see, here it is. We're building a hundred year company. And yeah. I think that I think where the hell did that go? Oh, here we go. Hmm. I genuinely believe this and anyways, but that's my answer to the question, but I didn't let you finish giving like your <laughs> answer to the question. <laughs> I have to put some nuances into that. No, You're like hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what I think about Toby is I agree with you. I think he has like a huge actual pers personal passion for the merchants, yeah. like yeah. the smaller ones. Actually, I think that for a while that was actually to the detriment of the company. I think it, right. they were a little more like too focused on the merchants that were probably not making them a lot of money, which is why I think they resisted like even raising the prices on their basic plans for so long. And then right. when they did, people like rose up, but then I don't think it was a bad thing. But I think that they've found like a good balance between trying to like build features for the lower end 
internally on Shopify and then also like leveraging the partners and the apps for the more advanced enterprise, which kind right. of like really segues into this big announcement of Shopify subscriptions, which is a bombshell actually, because subscriptions have been such a big part of the app ecosystem. And now they're essentially like competing with that. But then right. they're like, you, there's apps for more advanced things. On right. the one hand, they're saying like, hey, we have these basic versions of these features. Now it's free. You can do subscriptions for free on Shopify. Mm -hmm. But if you're like a bigger merchant, you can still use the apps. So totally. Yeah. What do you I, think about that? So I feel like I, okay. So here was my realization. I feel like previously I felt the degree to which Shopify competes with its app ecosystem was random. It's like as an app, like we're an app, we flow is, we would be an alternative to flow as an mm -hmm. app, you, the, you are, you always have, let's call it a cannibalization anxiety, right? It's showtime. Yeah. <laughs> showtime. Yeah. Cannibalization. That's a showtime. Wow. So I, I always thought, okay, it's that's such a good showtime. It's, it's who knows, who knows what they're going to do. It's anybody's guess. They could kill my business at any time. And then yeah. what I realized was that if they're going to do an app, it's actually very clear what their playbook is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's logical and I think it's really aligned with the whole ecosystem, which is, hey, if we create something that competes with the ecosystem apps, we're going to roll out a basic version. Yes. Yeah. Is that a train? <laughs> Sorry, there's a train. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Bam. It's like oh. you just cussed. Uh huh. Dude, I just took a big old bite of an apple and then I realized I wouldn't be able to eat it all. That'd be nasty. Take, would have taken me like a minute to finish chewing. But anyways, so I think There's that they, yeah, playbook, basic version, right? Look at Shopify email or is it called inbox or e what the hell is it called? It's both. There's a Shopify inbox and a Shopify email. And like What's the inbox between? is like, I think it's more, inbox is more of a live chat and email is like a Klaviyo, like email marketing. Ooh. So I'm thinking of Shopify email, which okay. I think what I had seen and I saw, I think I saw, what's the privy dude's name? Ben Joe. I think I saw, is that his name? Anyways, he said, dang it, man, I can't find anything these days. He basically <laughs> said that he thought that they were, he was impressed that they were iterating. Oh, here we go. So this is the dude that started Privy, right? Or he started, do you know this guy? Yeah, Privy. Uh, not personally, but yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, yeah. he knows what he's talking about, right? So anyways, he was talking, so I asked the question, like, what's the, what's the native, what's the native function? Let me just read it, dude. Which native <laughs> functionalities that overlaps with popular apps heavily are you most bullish on? And, and I said, don't say subs, right? Because everybody's talking about subs. And he said email. And I had also seen, he said that, They've got marketing tools. They have, there's, I think the way it works is there's flow templates that, mm -hmm. that tie into your marketing automation. Do you ever use those or? I've never used them, but I know they, they exist. Okay. It's so funny because there's so much functionality that I'm always like, I haven't used flow just, I've tested it a couple times, but I'll hear yeah. people discuss, you talk about potential limitations and then I'll be pitching them on Mace and stuff, but there's so much functionality. Like it's almost like nobody's used every piece of functionality, like, mm -hmm. but, but anyways, point being, 
Email or Shopify email is maturing. Yeah. When they launched it, what was it, four years ago, five years ago? I don't know because I wasn't really following closely then. You don't know when it was launched, Shopify email? Seriously? Because I thought it was like, okay, two years ago. Okay, that makes sense. Two years ago. April, no, no, April 2020, dude. So that's three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, so three years. But I remember at the time, it was the same as subscriptions. Everybody's, oh my gosh, they're going to kill, they're going to kill Klaviyo, they're going to kill MailChimp. And then it came out and it was like really basic. And so everybody's, of course, we still use Klaviyo. Like everybody and their grandma still uses Klaviyo. So I think the same is true of every category. Like they launch and then they continue to mature as much as it makes sense to mature. And so I don't know subscriptions nearly as well as you do as far as actual fun. Like I know you do a lot of recharge. Like I, I'm guessing, and you probably know better than I do, that there's no client of yours that could use the native subscriptions as it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It, I would imagine, I, I, my understanding is that it coincided with the meetings policy where they killed most all of their meetings over three people or something. I know a lot of people also like to trash talk the whole meetings thing and they're like, oh, it's not real. They still have meetings. But again, I, yeah, yeah. I love that too. And I think they genuinely did kill a lot of meetings. I don't know if they killed every meeting. I'm sure they didn't kill every meeting. But it seems to me, and I don't know if they've talked about this, but I'm just guessing that if you kill meetings, you have to replace it with something. And what I would think it was replaced with was like KPIs. Because like our, com our company does KPIs and it's the first time I have KPIs and they're like good, like I get it, but I don't like having KPIs. But I'm guessing that they must be shipping more because instead of just throwing meetings at every problem, they must have some kind of internal metrics for aligning everybody on let's ship features. That's my, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. They're Canadian. I love a Canadian, dude. I was just talking to a guy that was from Toronto. I love a Canadian, dude. But that makes sense, man. That actually makes, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I think you convinced me it's more likely that it's leadership changes than it is KPIs. Because KPIs can be good. It's, they can be good or they can be bad and whatever. But like leadership is for sure a major factor. So something, and see, again, going back to the thing of how I really genuinely love Toby and Harley, even though they haven't followed me yet, but we're going to change, we're going to get that changed at some point. We're going to get that follow. We're going to lock it in. But, but they, everybody thinks I'm growth hacking and I'm like, dude, I'm not growth hacking. I understand in the past I have done some growth hacking and people think I'm just faking everything. I'm not, dude. I genuinely like this dude. Like when I saw him on the video, I was like, this guy is my dude. But but you mentioned money, right? You mentioned being a millionaire, the people, the whatever the whatever that level, that tier of VPs or whatever tier it was that had enough whatever stock or whatever to be like F you money. Toby and Harley are both billionaires, right? But they're both but they're both billionaires. Okay. Harley net worth. 
Now these net worth calculators are not. What? Four mil? What the heck? That doesn't make sense. Does that make sense? I thought he was a billionaire. Oh, no, he's deaf. Dude, he's deaf. Dude, he's definitely a billionaire. But he's close. He's, if he's not a billionaire, he's billionaire adjacent, dude. Come on. I, we're never going to see the exact numbers. But for all intents and purposes, okay, I believe that. I believe that, okay? But my point is, both of these cats could sail off into the sunset and do whatever they want. Which personally, I, if I could, I would be in Costa Rica surfing every day of my life for the rest of my life. But so that's why I genuinely believe in them. I met Harley at the Creator Mart for a minute and a half, shook his hand, and I just saw the energy in this dude's like eyes. Like he's fired up, dude. He is fired up. And I know what it's like to have a successful product and then to lose the, or not, I don't know what it's like to have this level of success. I know what it's like to have a very small scale, little bit of a success. And then instead of building on it, you somehow lose the motivation. You somehow lose the vision. And then you just get, it's like you're wandering in the desert and it's like, there's no, and then you just end up, it just doesn't go anywhere or you sell or whatever. But these guys, are in it for life. I think they're, I believe they're in it for life. And that's pretty special. That's pretty freaking special. I'm so sick of this whole fanboy thing. I don't want to hear the word like, but if anybody thinks I'm just saying this for some, for some growth hacking purpose. Yeah. If you think I'm saying it for Twitter, like it's like, we have to stop doing that. Dude, debate it on the merits, debate, debate it on the merits. And I'm sure that like we just debated on the merits, is it KPIs or leadership? And then you convinced me it's probably leadership. If you think somebody's being inauthentic, debate it on the merits. And I just gave my case. I saw it in his eyes, shook his hand. They're both billionaires. They could both do whatever they want. They say it's a hundred year company. It is, it looks like a hundred year company. It acts like a hundred year company. It walks like a hundred year company. Magento was a beautiful thing. We both really loved the community. It was not a hundred year company, unfortunately. It just wasn't. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's funny, like, I'm starting to believe in them, but I don't know how common that is because I'm starting to get the lay of the land. And I feel like, I feel like, yeah, there are, there are growth, ha there are growth hackers like that are, and then there's the whole debate around people that are people that are apps that are manufacturing hype, right? By paying influencers on the side, things that are, I think, unethical. And so everybody's so skeptical, like everybody's, it's all fake and send lane. Okay. So I've been looking, I've been following send lane. Are you familiar with send lane at all? Okay. What TV show? What? I remember the Commerce Roundtable. It was, I remember that. I didn't know it was related to Sendlane, but I remember seeing you in a video of a Commerce Roundtable. Okay, got it. Okay, so I've been following them. I've been following Jimmy, and I just had the sense that they were onto something. Like everybody knows Clavio. Everybody knows that they're really big. They're very popular, but they're big. They have, pro they have the problems that bigger companies have, which is... Maybe they're not as responsive, maybe whatever. And, and I know that a lot of people love them and you're probably a partner. We're, a, we're not a partner, but we have an integration. They, 
They're, they have an extraordinarily successful product. But I just got the sense that these guys were coming up and I'm developing my instincts in the ecosystem because they're <laughs> rusty, but it's all the same. Like we've been observing e-commerce ecosystems for 10 plus years and you start to notice patterns. Do you feel that way? Like coming Magento to Shopify, do you see similar patterns and stuff? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so they're the 800, they're the 600 pound gorilla, right? I always forget, is it 800 or 600? 600, anyways, they're the 600 pound gorilla. I'm starting, I'm looking at Jimmy's tweets. Oh, he's, I like his style, right? Cause he'll troll a little bit. He'll be like, good morning to everyone except my competitor that's not answering support emails on the weekend, which is just, it's just hilarious. And it's not just hilarious. It's also a gigantic competitive advantage. And anyways, recently, they, I feel like they've started to pop. I saw, I believe it was Greg Mead with the cross game type, whatever. He's like pretty big on Twitter. Yeah, I saw he switched. And then I saw two or three in quick succession kind of switch. I want to say Ecom Cowboy, but I could be wrong about that. I'm just off the top of the dome. But... I went, okay, dude, I think they're popping. And then some people tweeted, oh, let me guess, Sendlane is, is giving people advisory shares. Like the insinuation being that they're essentially manufacturing hype, which was my understanding of the, of the insinuation. And so I don't believe that. I don't. I, th I know that certain companies manufacture hype. We may or may not have a competitor that we believe may have manufactured hype. And I know that there are for sure apps that manufacture hype, but I don't think it's, the, I don't think they are. And so then when people are so pessimistic that every time an app pops, they assume it's fake. That's not the way, that's not the path. The path is we gotta figure out which ones are fake. And then if they're fake, then, you know, people should know that they're fake. You know what I mean? I'm not sure how you feel about all that. But to me, the skepticism related to the apps is like similar. Like I have zero skepticism about Toby and Harley. I didn't know anything about them. I saw Shopify vaguely as the enemy for when I was in Magento, even though in theory, you're not supposed to feel that way. The pie is big enough for all of us, blah, blah, blah. In reality, I saw Shopify as vaguely the enemy, it's first you laugh, then you, what is it? First you laugh, then you fight. First you laugh, then you join them. First you laugh, wait. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight, then they join you. Oh, this is so dumb. So my point is, we ignore, I, that's what I did. I had a Magento podcast for eight years. In the beginning, I ignored Shopify. We thought it was silly. We thought it was for tiny sites. Then it got a little bigger. We started laughing. I'm sure I almost wanted to go back to the Mage Talk podcast and look these clips up because I know they're out there where we would have, I'm sure, made fun of Shopify in some way. And then fast forward, I've joined. And now my Twitter says Shopify in my name, Shopify Automation. So that's an ego hit. That's, a, that's an ego hit for me, but I accepted it. And okay, okay, okay. 
Dude, this is tasty apple. I'm on mute. I was like, let him, I was like, keep talking, Mark. I need to finish this damn apple. Give me like seven more seconds of content. See, that's, see, we're getting our, we're getting our momentum going, dude. This is our second one. Mark and Kalen talk Shopify. I think the name is, I think the name is so bad that it's perfect, right? It's so perfect. Like the AI, nah, hell nah. That came straight from the dome, dude. AI is garbage at stuff like that. But, and then the acronym is cool too. It's Max, Max. Let's call it Max. Oh shoot. It's basically pronounced, the acronym is pronounced Max. M-A-K-T-S. Hell yeah, that's cool, man. Dude, I'm, I almost want to just go like battle the Shopify dudes. These guys are all getting into fights with me. It's hysterical, man. I keep getting into fights with people. But I'm not being rude. I don't think I'm being rude. Like this guy was like, oh, Eunice drank the Kool-Aid Kool effect. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Eunice was just saying, he goes, I'm going to just get into the beef because it's hysterical. He's he, I'm just, I'm just, this is all I'm thinking about right now. So he's like a new customer account API B2B auth. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm curious about, I'm curious to better understand B2B auth. There's been a couple of use cases that I had heard of that I was curious about. I was interested in the B2B pricing API and he's like the Kool-Aid effect. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, what is the Kool-Aid effect? Like I was actually curious about it because I didn't know if it was a thing, but I don't think it's a thing. I think he just made it up and drinking the Kool-Aid is a phrase. So basically he's doing that thing that I just described where he's being overly pessimistic about the fact that Eunice is excited about a new API essentially. And so I'm like, what do you mean? And he's expecting X and I'm like, wait, is this a thing? And I'm like, I don't think it's a thing. I think Buddy is just confused. And so I look it up and I'm like, you're basically saying he's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's like, what else does Google say? I was like, it says a thing or two about a thing or two. Did you coin the term Kool-Aid effect or are you just misinformed? And then Eunice said, he's a cool guy. He just has a bad temper. And I said, I'll take your word for it. He needs to do more research before trying to spar with me. I'm gonna make him look silly. And then he tried to, oh, and then I posted, I'm gonna start getting into Twitter fights with anyone who beefs with blank. I'm gonna call him blank Bob, dude, I don't care. Like, I can't even pronounce blank Lob, dude, and blank Bob is just something perfect about it. And so then anyway, then he like, his buddy injected himself to act intellectual without context. I'm about this heat, let's fucking go. And then I go, all right, chief, you didn't answer the question. And then he didn't reply. I waited five minutes before we were getting ready to podcast. I was like, hey buddy, struggling to reply. And I'm like, you know what, dude, honestly, we're gonna become friends, I could tell, I could tell. Even though this guy, I was like, we're gonna come, I like him, I like the fact that he's fighting with me. And then, and then Eunice says, you guys are perfect for each other, trust me, I know you both. And then he goes, we're not gonna be friends. So I'm just like, all right, man, see you on the flip side. So anyways, shout out to Panoply. I'm definitely gonna become friends with guy, he just doesn't realize it yet. But all these beefs are just like funny. I love, they're, they're just awesome. Right. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it's fine to be excited. I agree. I, we need both. We, we actually, because we've seen, I've seen, I, I use the word ecosystems. What did I cycle or something like these things come in cycles. We've seen these cycles in Magento, like 
People get excited about something, they become pessimistic, the company, it's like you described, the company gets so big, they start ignoring people, everybody, this sense of resentment builds, right? The Magento community resentment was off the charts. And I thought in Shopify land that everybody was happy. I genuinely thought everybody was a happy camper, but I'm realizing it's the same thing. There's people that are disgruntled about X, Y, and Z, right? Maybe. There are maybe some, may, there's a lot of recharge partners, right? Shout out to recharge. We do a lot of recharge, right? Shout out to Kristen. She's super cool, man. She's cool as hell on, 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 is that it? Kristen? Yeah. Kristen, Kristen LaFrance. She's cool. There's a lot of recharge partners. Now our question is recharge partners are like, Oh, what's going to happen to recharge? Because we're invested in recharge in the sense that we're partners. We've got rev share. We've got, and not just RevShare, but we have clients that like Recharge. We know how to use it. We've got good support channels. We've got projects that we know we can launch and rely on them and depend on them. You're invested in Recharge. That's why Recharge is successful because they have a partner ecosystem that's invested in them. So then the question is, are you going to be pessimistic about the native functionality? Just, we all have incentives. Like I'm a partner now. I didn't used to be a partner. I used to be my uh, cowboy. I said, uh, not a cowboy. I used to be like independent. I talked shit about part Magento all the time. Now I'm a partner. So I have to walk the line and I, but I've known my whole life partners in Magento and big Com. It's all the same. Yes. You have to walk a line whenever you're a partner, you have to walk a line. You're not going to just trash them in public for no reason. But the question is, are you intellectually honest? And that's what I like about you. Like you are an intellectually honest person. We all have our incentives and that affects our decision-making, but you're the type of person that you're going to call it like you see it. So you're not quite as in love with Toby and Harley. That's fine. Like I happen to be, but you're more skeptical and we need that. And it's good to hash it out. But the people that say everything is dishonest, everybody who likes X is dishonest. Like that mindset is just fundamentally wrong. And I, and so that's my whole, that's my whole spiel, dude. I had to get that off the chest. Totally. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we have to mention Shopware in this conversation because obviously Ben Marks is there now. And I see them as a, I see them as a version of almost a version of the second coming of Magento. <laughs> like literally I see them as the second coming of Magento in the sense that they're open source. They have a similar kind of heartbeat. They have a similar ethos. They have a similar vibe and Ben Marks is there, right? I think that fundamentally when Magento started to decline, they just did not fundamentally understand open source versus cloud and like the cloud, Magento cloud just had a lot of challenges, right? And to say the least. So I think, I don't know. I don't know how Shopware works. I don't know if they have a cloud. I'm assuming they probably have a cloud version. I'm assuming they have a deployed version. I haven't really looked at it but I'm pretty sure that whatever they're doing is probably solid. And it's good to have an open source alternative. It's really good to have an open source alternative to Shopify. So it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, Magento just didn't, just didn't get it, unfortunately. And so it, it is what it is. That would have been the move. Sinassi would have been the move. Or Mage Mode. Or Ma 
or Mage Mojo too, whatever. Everybody has their favorites. Right, totally, totally. Maybe we should wrap it up here. I, I know we didn't get, <laughs> we talked subscriptions, which honestly is, I think, I know we didn't, I know we didn't, <laughs> I know we didn't really. Okay, okay, you, I'll let you close it out, dude. Give you a take, give you a take, high level take. I honestly, I thought, coll coll is it called collabs or is it called collective? Yeah, I thought collective looked awesome. My CEO, Aaron, made an interesting comment, which was that, which I thought made sense, which was that, um, which was that he thought that collabs was the, one of the most interesting. Collabs is a good example of something that was always going to be hacky when implemented by third parties. There are some things just have to be inside the platform. And when he said that, I was like, yep, totally agree. So that seems pretty interesting for sure. Yeah, that's a good question. What's the difference between this? See, dude, this is the thing, dude. I'm still getting up to speed. Okay, so I feel like when he said this, I thought he was talking about collective, but it may apply to both. It may apply equally to both in some sense, although the, what I was thinking he was talking about at the time was collective in the sense that you're allowing, this is wild, right? Because now you're allowing like you've got all you've got all the Shopify stores, you've got a massive number of stores, you've got the shop app that pulls in, and now the stores can all pull from each other. So that's that seems like a fundamental innovation. That like you're gonna get network effects, you're gonna I don't know, that seemed I don't know very much about the details of it, but that seems to me pretty interesting. Shopify collective. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Right? That's hysterical. Right. Yes. So I'm going to say I agree with you. On, I'm going to say I agree with you on the influencer side. I honestly thought he was talking about collective. So I agree with you on the influencer side. That doesn't seem like it needs to be native. The thing that seems like it needs to be native is allowing one store to sell from another store. That feels to me like the kind of thing that needs to be native. Right. Totally. Nice, man. This definitely was not the best editions recap it could have possibly been. But I think that, I don't know, I feel like we talked about things that at least I was interested in. And I know there's a lot. We can do a part two tomorrow, dude. We can do a part two soon and just get into more detail. But I, I know we only barely scratched the surface as far as what's actually in editions. There's so much in here. I don't even, I have not read this entire landing page. Not even close. There's a lot, dude. There is a lot. That's what's so impressive about it. And I think what we wanted to do was a real deep dive. Maybe we can find the time to look at all this stuff, dude. How there's so much. It's like crazy. I know, dude. <laughs> like an eight hour, what's it called? Marathon. Do a marathon podcast for eight hours. Cool, brother. Good talking, man. I'll go ahead and. Do we want to do any closing, closing? Nah, that's cheesy. Let's just close. Let's just end it.